Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You just ask the spirit to come forward and to move the table, tap on the table, rock the table. We've had the tables literally fly across the room like march across the room spin i've seen so many things i didn't think were possible hello i hope you've had a wonderful week so far as always it's an absolute pleasure to have you with me on the with mon podcast i'm your host monica o'hanlon and i've got another fascinating episode for you today Before I get into it, though, I just wanted to quickly say a massive, massive thank you to everyone who has got in touch about the new series so far. You have no idea how much I appreciate it. It's been a while since I've released a series and living over here in London, you know, Australia seems so far away sometimes. So, yeah, it's just it's really nice to feel a bit connected to home and also I've received a bunch of ideas for people to interview and topics to explore, so that's also been just unreal. Let's get back into this week's episode, but yeah, I just wanted to say thank you so much. So things are getting a little spooky today because we're going to hear from a real-life ghost hunter. That's right, I was lucky enough to chat with the ever-so-lovely Lauren who actually taught me so much. She explains things really well and has also documented some pretty creepy situations. Like always, I don't want to give too much away, so strap in because things are about to get creepy. And very, very interesting. I really hope you like it. I'm pretty green when it comes to paranormal activity. Okay, so being a ghost hunter or a paranormal investigator, I think the main thing it is, is trying to prove or disprove the unexplained things that happen. I know we've all all probably experienced like the bumps in the night, things that you just can't put your finger on, like noises, sounds, Anything like that is trying to prove it or disprove it. Um, I think as a paranormal investigator, it's very important to have an open mind and also a sceptical mind. A lot of people think that every paranormal investigator is very, oh, everything's paranormal. They don't try and debunk or anything. But I think it's very important to debunk because not everything's paranormal. Obviously, it'd be great if it was and we could prove that. But I think it's the best way to be as a paranormal investigator is to disprove things as well as prove them yeah I think overall we just um we go out and we try and see the history and learn the stories of our ancestors I think that's the key thing that we do yeah that's like a really good way to look at it and I guess quite similar to journalism you want to have someone that's not biased how did you get into it all throughout my life, I've had like experiences and I've always been curious. Um, but I think I kept putting it off and kind of, oh no, it's nothing, it's nothing. 
yeah, from a young age, I would see things in my room a lot. I had a, so many things happen that I couldn't explain. Feelings, smells. Um, it actually turned out my mum's mum, who I never, I never met her before. She died quite a while before I was born. She was coming and visiting me and like looking over me. Um, I had quite a tough time at school. And every night, like I'd be like in my bed, really upset. And I would get a waft of this perfume and I'd never smelt it before. I was really confused. And there was a little seat next to my bed. And I can remember feeling like someone was holding my hand. Like I couldn't like close my hand. It was really, really weird sensation. And um, it kept going and going. I kept kind of just ignoring it. And then one day I was like, I need to find out where this smell's coming from. It's kind of really strong in my room. Um, so I went, <laughs> I went around my room like a crazy person, smelling everything, trying to work out what it was. And the chair next to my bed smelled really strongly of it. And I had like a, a hoodie, like a few clothes I'd just thrown on there. And they smelled like it too. So I ran with them to my mum and was like, have you been in my room? Have you sprayed something? Um, I got her to smell the hoodie and she went white literally white <laughs> and she was like that's my mum's perfume and like I'm getting goosebumps like even yeah, me too <laughs> it's, it's crazy I couldn't explain it I'd never met her so I didn't know and um it just made sense that she was kind of looking over and I, I still smell the perfume to this day she's always like with me for example I smell it in the weirdest places I'm a vet student so I go on a lot of farms and um I was on a lambing placement and I smelt her perfume in the middle of a lambing shed. And I don't know if you've ever been in a lambing shed, but they don't smell the nicest. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't explain it. Um, but it's normally when something, I normally feel her when like something bad is happening or I'm not like in the best frame of mind. So I think that for me was the biggest thing that happened as a kid. I also saw her in my room, like from then on, because I was more open to it. And then from there I kept shutting it down because I thought it wasn't the right thing like it it's so taboo like so many people judge people I don't want to be seen as like the crazy lady or oh that girl that's the girl who sees dead people you know sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think for that reason I was very delayed um actually getting started in my paranormal journey and then like I continued watching like shows a lot of YouTubers um a lot of like Sam and Colby like all the big ones and they kind of really inspired me to not care what people thought. The only problem is I didn't want to do it alone. So my first investigation, I found a friend um, that I met through doing gymnastics. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'd be interested in that. I used to do like urban exploring. And um, we went to a prison overnight in Birmingham. And I could not believe the amount of activity we were getting because I was very like on the edge, like skeptical then. and. Um, also, the activity seemed very much drawn to us. And like people were actually like coming and joining our group because of the stuff we were getting. And from then, I think I just got the bug. And now I do it so many times. Like I've done 18 investigations in the past 11 months. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, I really got the bug. When you say activity, what do you mean? Like, did you have some kind of a contraption or yeah, how do you measure it? Or is it all feeling like people could see that you were having these experiences? I think um, we were picking up on a lot of things. So it was a prison. It was, there was quite a lot of noises happening. There was, um, we'd hear footsteps quite a lot. 
even in the first session when we were a big group together just trying to like raise the energy in the room we had um like me and me and my friend rob we would both kind of like look up because we'd hear like a bang above our head or i i'm very good at like picking up where like spirits are now and that's something i didn't realize i could do back then but i'd like just know that there was something say in that corner or i just would get drawn to certain cells in the prison and we'd get all sorts we'd get knocks on the doors but the door was locked and we, no one was in there so things like that and I think people started to realize, well, we were, we were a lot more scared back then. So we were making a lot more noise about it than I do probably now. So I think that probably drew a lot of people and a lot of energy to us. Um, yeah. Wow. I was looking at your Instagram account and I saw that you were using like words like orbs. Can you tell me what that is exactly? So an orb is kind of like, um, it's like a manif manifestation of light. So when you're taking um, like photos or videos you can sometimes get these unexplained like balls of light like shooting across the screen sometimes you catch them in the actual like video or photo i've seen them even just with my own eyes like just shoot across and i'm like whoa like what was that like there's no explanation for them really sorry if you can hear my guinea pigs in the background by the way <laughs> no 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 it's fine <laughs> it's so cute that you have guinea pigs though <laughs> i'm making an appearance in a minute you might see one of them oh a bit of an attention seeker <laughs> yeah the orbs. i have some photos on my instagram where you can just see like a ball of light kind of in a random place and this can sometimes be um debunked as like dust particles or a bug or an insect like reflecting the light from the camera but they have kind of a certain like pattern like a bug you'll see it kind of going up and down like across the screen um so you can tell it's that dust normally just falls it doesn't like go fast or anything so it's kind of like getting familiar with the different like types of orbs and stuff but that's generally what they are but it can be a way of a spirit kind of manifesting itself is what it's believed so you actually have footage of like random yeah really because that's something that I've, I remember I've talked about it with so many people because ghosts fascinate me I don't have you know like I don't, well I feel like maybe I've had a few weird encounters but nothing like where I feel solid about it like that was definitely something but one thing I always hear is people say, well, there's no solid evidence. And I guess even if you captured the light, like that is hard to, you know, really say that is concrete evidence to say it's a ghost. Yeah. But what would you say to about that? Because you, you've experienced it. You have footage of like these orbs doing their thing. I think I'm always, I am always skeptical about them. Um, I think it's normally what I do to try and be absolutely sure that that is something we're catching. And I recommend to anyone who's trying to catch something on video or on, on photos in particular, I always tell people I go ghost hunting with, take three flash photos in a row of the same thing. Because if you get it on every single photo, then maybe it's a bug. But if you just get it on one and there's nothing in the other photos, it's pretty much certain that that's going to be something paranormal. Because why would it be in one but not the other photos? And I've done that. I got a really good photo at, I think it was at Gresson Hall Workhouse. I was walking down a path and I felt like something was watching me off to the side of the path. And the rest of the group were like walking ahead. They didn't stop or anything. And I just turned and I took three photos like in a row. And the first one, nothing. Second one, you can see a full like 
person, like a, an outline, walking across, like, oh, I'm getting goosebumps again. <laughs> um, it happens a lot. Um, and then the, sec- the third one, there was nothing. So you have footage of a, like a, a ghost essentially walking. Yeah. Can you send me those photos? I would love to see them. To, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'll definitely send them over because um, I think as well the fact like it was cold, but like I tried to de- debunk it. It couldn't have been someone's breath or someone smoking or vaping like near me because they were all walking quite a, quite far ahead of me. I stopped to take the photos. So like I just couldn't explain it. And I showed other people and they were like, wow, that is crazy. That is wild. So with these groups that you're going with, are they a group of friends that you've kind of pulled into it or is it like an established club? How does it work? So when I started, it was just me and my friend Rob going with like public groups. So that's the first one I did. The second one I went alone to with a group. Um, so I kind of made friends there. And then after that, I saw that a local group was um, – was like recruiting for like volunteer investigators. I didn't really think I had a shot because I was so new to it, but I applied for it anyway and I got it. So I was very excited about that. And they kind of trained me up on how to properly investigate all the like protection methods or like different experiments you can do, even not having like equipment, like things you can do by yourself, just with your body, like that sort of thing. And then ever since I've been with them, they've like put me forward for so many opportunities, so many cool places. And then back home, I also go with another group. And yeah, whenever I'm not investigating with my team, I go with other like groups or friends um, wherever I can. Amazing. And what's the name of your group that you volunteer with? It's um, Haunted Heritage. They're like Midlands based. Oh my gosh. Is that Michelle and... Jill? Yes. Ah, oh, yes. because she, yeah. I actually contacted them and they were keen. And then um, they're like, yeah, send us through the questions and we'll see if we can put you in touch with someone. So we cut out the middlemen because, yeah, I, I think that they're really busy. So, yeah, I just haven't heard from them. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. They're always doing stuff. Like them two never stop. Like highly recommend them as a company. I, I'm, I mean, I'm biased because I absolutely love working with them. But I've had a lot of experiences with like other big um paranormal groups and um like some are absolutely amazing um like credit to them but there's been like the odd one where I've gone as a guest and I've just thought ooh, you know like um some some people aren't legit some people will try and like fabricate evidence I think that's the main thing um to realize when you're going on a public event we have no reason to fake anything like if it's a bit like fishing sometimes you catch something sometimes you don't and that's what we tell all of our guests so but there's actually been like a few where I've like left early because I was just like wow <laughs> so how do you know if it's a bad one <laughs> um I would say the main things to look out for like going as a guest is um I mean I can normally tell from the introduction so are they explaining the equipment are they giving like a brief history you don't want too much information because you you want to see what you pick up as well. And also the main thing for me is protection. We always start our investigations by doing a protection circle, um, using white light, grounding ourselves, because you don't know what you're going to come into contact with sometimes. Um, so I think protection is a main one. And there like, there was one I went on in particular and with one of my paranormal friends who's very experienced in the field. And she was like, oh, I don't like this. Where was the protection there? Let's do our own um, 
and yeah, that that was the one we left early because it it was um a lot a lot of faking stuff, a lot of um they didn't like us debunking and yeah, it was there was just something not right, but sure. Yeah, sometimes you just have to trust your gut. Definitely. And I guess that's a big part of being a paranormal investigator. Yes, for sure. Speaking of the protection stuff, because that is something that absolutely terrifies me, like to, to go on a hunt. What happens if you do come across something that's like really dark or something? Like, have you ever heard of an incident where it's latched on or I, I've watched a lot of horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, um, whenever we do our investigations, we use Ouija boards and I know so many people say don't use them. And I think a lot of that is from horror films. I'm very much on the opinion, like my mum, she hates that I do. <laughs> like if she tells me not to mess with Ouija boards, but I am of the opinion, if you do things correctly and safely, then it's just another means of communication. I think knowing and trusting your gut is the main thing. So protection, my group, obviously we do the protection circle where we get everyone to envisage like a white light and that's what helps protect you. We also have like, I always have crystals with me. That's just another form of protection. So I have like white, um, I have clear quartz. I have black tourmaline. Is that the one? Yeah. I know what you're talking about. my mind. (laughs) 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 And um, we always carry sage or like, uh, was it Palo Santo wood? Mm -hmm. So there's been the odd occasion where it's mainly guests bringing stuff with them. (laughs) <laughs> like the odd the odd guests they've decided to do a Ouija board at home which I do not recommend doing and they think oh I'm just talking to a little girl um and it's actually something darker pretending to be a little girl and then they're like oh this little girl really likes me it's attached to me then they come to our event and it causes absolute chaos we've had to like sage and cleanse a room that we've been in we've had to sage and cleanse like guests yeah it it happens but I think if you deal with it in the correct ways, then it's okay. Like Friday, we had, we had a, I shouldn't laugh. Um, we had a lady, um, a guest collapse on an investigation. That's probably the scariest thing that's ever, I've ever seen. It was a lot. She's okay. She's absolutely fine. Um, but she is one of the guests that always gets affected badly. I think she's just very open. But we, we have our ways of protection. And I think if you know the energy and you trust your gut, then most of the time you're fine. Do you ever come across people who have never, like who aren't maybe open, like someone like myself and you're like, oh, there is a dark entity following you around or anything? Like can you see that kind of thing? I'm not as good as uh, sensing that kind of thing. Um, some of my like fellow investigators, they've, oh, my God, they're so, they're so amazing. Like Friday, um, one of the other investigators who was there, because um, my, my team went as a as guests with Haunted Heritage because we love it so much. It was our day off and we still went to the investigation because we thought it was so fun. But one of them was like, she's brought something back with her. Like she came back from her first investigation and like she could tell there was something following her. So there are people who can sense it a lot better than I can. I'm still very new and I'm still learning like what I can and can't do. But um, some people can totally tell when something's following them it's crazy what happens if you you don't know that something's following you can it get to that next level like in the horror movies or is it just like a bad energy 
kind of thing. I think it's kind of like a bad energy. It's a bit like um, a, pi- a pig rolling in mud and then takes the mud with it for a bit and then it shakes it off eventually. Um, it really depends on what sort of thing you're dealing with. I mean, we always like recommend saging and all that just in case because you never know. And I always, I have this thing that whenever I leave anywhere that's got a lot of spirits or a lot of energy, I always say, you cannot follow me. Like you have to stay here. Like I make the, like manifest it out there. You can't come with me. You're not getting in my car. You're staying here. You're bound to this place. You can't attach to my equipment. Like we always say that before we leave. Um, I think it helps. I mean, touch wood. I've not, (laughs) I don't think I've brought anything home. Um, I've only had to sage my room once. So I think that's a success. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Can you talk us through quickly, like what it, so like when you go on these, do I call it a ghost hunt or an exhibition? Yeah, ghost hunt, paranormal investigation. So when you're going on this investigation, like what does that look like from like go to woe? So I think it depends who you go with. We're very like structured as a team. I absolutely love that. Um, Like we don't like to waste time. So we get there an hour before all the guests and what we do is we do like our first like walk round because a lot of the time I'm going into a building that I've not been to and I've got to be confident in knowing my way and some of them are like mazes and then get them back safely to the base. So we set up a base room. Um, we walk around, get kind of a feel for the energy, maybe do like one or two experiments on our own to see if something would work in a certain room. For example, table tipping, we'll see, can we get the table going in this room? Sorry, what is that exactly? Table tipping? table tipping oh my god it's so fun have you have you ever seen it or no, no it's so much fun it's um like an old um divination technique so a bit like using a ouija board or a pendulum that sort of thing you literally have a table so we have like two tables in our team that we bring out with us and you get people to put their hands like either a finger you can get it down to one finger sometimes but you put like both hands one hand whatever you want on on the table And then you just ask the spirit to come forward and to move the table, tap on the table, rock the table. We've had the tables literally fly across the room, like march across the room, spin. I've seen so many things I didn't think were possible. And you can see people's hands like doing that because the table's moving literally below. Because a lot of people think, oh, someone's pushing it. But I can't I can't explain it. Like it moves and your hands stay behind and you're like, (laughs) so, yeah, table tipping is a really fun um like way to communicate um yeah you honestly need to try it it's so good you have to come on one of our investigations <laughs> oh I am so keen yeah um, wow yeah. that just see I don't understand how people c- still can't think it's true like if you've got that kind of thing mm-hmm. like a table going across the room like that that is yeah. I'll have to send you some videos of that because if you've not <laughs> yeah, seen please it, it looks crazy honestly it's one of my favorite things to do um so yeah we kind of go around just kind of learn the rooms, learn maybe a few of the experiences the staff have had in 
some of the locations and then um we start like welcoming the guests in we do like a introductory talk explain like who we are explain the equipment because a lot of these um you get a lot of people who have seen like the ghost shows they come along they've never been on a ghost hunt and they've never used any equipment so we teach them a little bit about how each piece of equipment works um maybe a little bit of history but we don't want to give them too much information in case they start to get their own information um so we don't want to lead them we don't want to have like bias or anything what kind of equipment is it if you don't mind me asking oh yeah sure we have loads um so the company themselves um provide like k2 meters i'm not sure if you've heard of them they're like they pick up on electromagnetic field so electricians will use them a lot to like see if there's a faulty wire like interference but it's thought that spirits can affect the magnetic field so um it takes quite a lot of energy for them to go off it's also the reason we investigate with our phones on plane mode because they can affect the equipment as well so we have them which we let the um we let all the guests use um we have one which will flash red when there's something nearby affecting it and we can ask can you flash like twice for yes once for no on the device so that's quite a handy technique we have um dowsing rods have you seen them before are they the prong yeah the ones you hold like this and then you can get them to cross for yes um go apart for no um so we teach like the guests how to use them we have our spirit board that we use or a ouija board as it's known we also have like um an alice box it's um like a little a little box which it has a dictionary of so many different words and spirits can put energy in it for it to put a word out so sometimes you get like intelligent responses on that um i'll introduce you to sally actually this is my rem pod sloth oh so cute she is adorable i absolutely love her <laughs> um it's i get very excited if she does anything so i'll show you actually so when something comes into her like near her head she'll do and she is lighting up but i don't think you can see it too well because of the light um and she makes music as well <laughs> oh my gosh where did you get her from she's fabulous she's from jack paratech <laughs> okay yeah she, she was like she was only like 60 pounds as well so i was so happy when i got her like all the team now have their own little like mascot it's <laughs> <laughs> so, like i've got the sloth um I think my friend Leah has a bunny rabbit. Someone else has a dog. Like we all have them and then we'll just like put them in a doorway. Um, she's gone off maybe like on three, three or four investigations. So I get very excited when she starts like flashing and um, yeah, it was she's, she's one of my favorite pieces. And I have loads of other things that I use. I've got like flashlights. Have you ever seen the flashlight um, experiments people do? No, no. So this actually creeped me out because the first time I tried it was in my room here. <laughs> I don't recommend doing that. Um, <laughs> I Basically, it's a, it's a flashlight, like a, a mag light, the ones that you have to twist on and off. And you can set it down and then it'll turn on and off by itself. Um, and I did that in my room and I was freaking out because I don't think this, this house I'm in is that... I don't think there's, it's haunted, but there is like the odd thing that happens where I'm like, <laughs> like knocking on the door or something. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's another fun experiment I've done. We obviously have the table 
and automatic writing have you ever heard of no definitely so much fun we we have this um big wooden planchette and you can put um a pen in it and then um, it has like little roller wheels on the bottom and um similar to a ouija board you have a piece of paper where you write yes no um hello goodbye and then you get you put a finger on the planchette and you ask spirits to move the planchette and to draw write stuff and it all like go to yes, no. So it's a similar kind of technique used as like a Ouija board. I really like that one, but I've had to close it down so many times because it'll get, they'll get so excited with it. It'll be going like this. <laughs> it just gets a bit, um, a bit too much. <laughs> Have you ever had like an angry response, just like a spirit saying like, I'm tired. I don't want to be talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's been a few times where the spirit hasn't liked me. <laughs> um yeah. mainly because I'm not afraid to call them out if they're misbehaving or if they're doing something they shouldn't so I can kind of tell if it's a lot of the time you get for example um, an angry old man pretending to be a little child or something bad pretending to be a child because they want to seem innocent and I can tell because the energy will be too much for a child when you get a child spirit through a lot of the time they're very shy they're very little movement they don't have as much energy but there was a time I think it was at Bow Manor Hall we were doing the table tipping and I was off like at the side just filming it and it was going crazy and they thought it was a little girl and she'd lost her mum and all this stuff and I thought that's not a little girl so I just went hang on can I come on the table put my hand on the table I went you're not a little girl are you you're pretending to be a little girl and it was going crazy like banging on the floor I was like you don't like me do you it was like no why would why would it want to be pretending to be a little girl like is that obviously it wants to latch on to someone or it could be um it's to seem like sweet and innocent and um especially I think if if you get some some spirits that have done bad things um like that one in particular was a spirit who had murdered a woman we found out that he'd he'd murdered a woman and like he'd done a lot of bad things in his life so I think it could have been he regretted it and didn't want to be seen as that so he thought by pretending to be that little girl sometimes they just like to mess around as well (laughs) (laughs) they just think it's fun to mess with you um we get that a lot or like we've had a few spirits the one that I the location where I actually left early with that particular group they had really pissed off the spirits basically like they were really angry they had basically said you're like this is the last time anyone's going to investigate here because the location was closing you're going to have to move on we're going to bring in mediums to like move you out of this location like you're going to have to leave how do you feel about that and all the rest of the evening all we got was leave get out stop constantly they just didn't want to speak to us anymore wow so i think how you investigate can really affect the activity as well sure do you know why because that's something that like i think about like with you know religions and everything like personally i'm very open to religions and spirituality i don't follow anything in particular but why do spirits kind of hang out in certain areas 
what's sad about is it because they've had a tra- is it always a traumatic thing like in the movies it's usually something's bad or maybe they've died there and they're kind of stuck there what what's your take on that I think it can be that I think it totally can be that um I think it depends like sometimes there's something keeping them there like they feel like they have unfinished business they have something they want to do or they haven't done or achieved that they want to do sometimes they just really like the place I think like maybe it meant something to them there they lived there but also I think sometimes and I've experienced this a few times sometimes they don't know they're dead like and that blows my mind like imagine like you die and you don't realize you just get up and like continue about your day like nothing happened but so like are they joining you on the tour or are they in in the I guess like the building that you're investigating they're in the building um that's normally like with residual hauntings so you can get um you can get intelligent hauntings where they're interacting with you answering your questions or you can get like say every day every day at 6 p.m you hear footsteps go across the hallway and that's just what they would be doing they're just going about their life not really interacting with you but you can like know they're there and and hear them or like certain things happen like the same sort of time that's more like residual energy so they're not really that aware of you they're just kind of going about their day i think that's more the ones that don't maybe know they're dead but there's been times where i've asked a spirit they seem a little bit confused and i say do you know that you've passed on and they've said no and that for me is really scary like do you tell them (laughs) yeah yeah i i tell them and sometimes that brings them enough peace to be like oh okay i'm gonna go or like sometimes they don't know and they don't know how to move on um i've seen a few spirits be like passed on like they because they they couldn't pass over they can pass like to the light or anything um so i've seen a few people do that where they try and like pass them on and it it seems to work because then you don't hear anything from them. So I think it depends on the circumstances, whether they just want to be there, whether they can't leave because something's keeping them there. There's like so many different theories, but I think that's what um, I believe. Do you think like is the main goal for everyone or spirits and I guess we're all going to die as well, <laughs> is it to get to the light, to pass on? Is that kind of, or, or, or could some people just stay there forever? I think that would be the main goal. Um, I think some people just like to stay here. They don't want to like let go of maybe the life they had. For example, like my granddad, he, he passed like last November. I think he was a big influence for me getting into the paranormal because that was like the big, like the first big death that I've been old enough to understand and experience. And it kind of brought me comfort knowing that he's still here. Like he still stays with my grandma. He's, still appearing doing things in the house to let her know that hey i'm still around and i think that kind of i think sometimes they just don't want to leave they just want to remain and stay here i don't think i think maybe eventually they will go to the light like obviously when if my nana passed away then they'd probably go off together unless they wanted to stay around and check on the family but um i think it really depends on the person that's so interesting because I guess like with your, was it your maternal grandmother, she still hangs around a bit. So yeah. does that mean can you have passed on and then just like come back to check up or is it kind of one foot in the door 
I think so. I think um, they're not necessarily bound to one place or like, because she's, she's not always around me. Like I know when she's around me um, and I know like she's here to protect when I need it. Um, so if she, if she turns up on an investigation, I know I need to get the hell out of there. <laughs> um, wow. And it's, ha- it's happened. Like I was investigating a woods recently. There was only like three of us there doing it. And um, we all started feeling really weird. And we kept seeing a figure like going up and down. And then someone next to me actually started smelling her perfume. <laughs> and then I smelled her. I went, we need to go. We need to, re- we really need to go. And I've had confirmation from a medium that she's there to protect me as well. Like she picked up on her and she's like, yeah, you need to listen to her. So, yeah, I, I do think like they're not always around you, but they are there when you need them. Yeah. Wow. And do you think like what what's your perspective? I'm just always so curious about that. What's your perspective on the light? Like what happens next? What do you think? Oh, I'm really like unsure, to be honest. Like, I don't know if you're like reborn and like maybe come back as something else. I mean, I'd really love that. <laughs> I'd love to come back as something else and like experience it again. I've heard so many theories on it as well. Like I've heard theories that you come, you're like reborn and kind of like the same person, maybe a few things different. Um, and you keep getting, you know, like a video game, you keep like dying, coming back until you complete that mission. I've heard that sort of theory, which I kind of like the idea of that. Um, but I'm really like, it kind of freaks me out to think about sometimes, don't you? Don't you think? Absolutely. <laughs> but I, I, I was thinking though, like if for someone like yourself who mm. has experienced um, spirits and like you, yeah, you've experienced it firsthand. I feel like that would be a real comfort. Like it's a comfort for me to know that you've experienced that because I'm like, well, maybe there is something after this. I mean, yeah, death is pretty scary. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I think that is 100% true. I used to be so scared, like, thinking, oh my God, like, what's the point of this life? Like, we're going to die. And then what happens? Like, whereas like knowing, especially like, obviously with my granddad passing and knowing he's still here, like, he's not gone anywhere. Like, I've communicated with him so many times since he, he passed away. And that has been, that's brought closure for my family. It's brought closure for me, um, knowing he's okay. So I think... I think it's closer that there is something else there. You don't just die and then cease to exist um, necessarily. So I think that has brought me kind of peace in a way. Yeah, absolutely. How did, so did you say that it brings a bit of closure for your family as well? Because how do they take it? Because not everyone would be open to that, I think. I never thought they were very much into the paranormal. And it's only really when my grand, my granddad um, passed away late last year that they've been more open to it. Like my grandma, she like she told me like the odd like ghost story, like oh when we moved in our bungalow we could always smell like um, tobacco like in the corner, um, but they don't smoke, so like they thought it was the boy, the old, the old boy who like died there, like smoking still. But like other than that, like the odd little ghost story, I didn't think they were really like that much into it. My mum in particular, like, she's very open, but I think she's more scared of it. Like, she's been told by mediums, you need to be more open to it. And I think she, I think I kind of get my kind of 
spirituality or like gift i i don't know whether to use that word gift 100 <laughs> percent. yeah it's absolutely a gift yeah like I'm, I'm still figuring it out but um i think i get it from her side of the family her mum, my, my nan who comes to visit me all the time i get it all from there but i still think they're more skeptical than me my dad has been on a ghost hunt with me i did see that actually on your instagram <laughs> <laughs> that was only a week after my granddad died as well which is really weird to me how we booked it way before we knew he was ill way before like we didn't even think he was we thought he was still going to be there and that was the first time he came through um a medium picked up on him we didn't post anything about his death because we were still grieving we were still like processing what had happened and um there's no way in hell this medium could have looked it up before, like found me on Facebook, saw that, oh, she's had a recent death. I need to like say that I'm getting her granddad through. And I used to be so skeptical of mediums. I used to be like, I don't understand that. Whereas now I I can't be, there's no way, like I wouldn't believe them. But this medium came up to my dad and we were on our first break after the the first investigation. And he just looked at, at me and went, is someone's granddad or dad passed away very recently? I literally went white. I was like, no, this is crazy. So I like pointed at my dad who was making me a coffee and um, the medium went over and I could see him talking at my dad and my dad was kind of, he was just sort of then going like, and he looked like he was about to cry and I was thinking, my dad never cries. Like what's going on? He came over and he was like, that was really weird. You could tell he was affected. Like he knew so much information. Um, he, he was talking about a watch and my granddad had a watch that um, my dad really liked. And he used to always go on about how much his watch cost. He used to go, oh, my watch was only nine pound and all that. Like the stuff he knew was just crazy. And he ended up actually drawing my granddad. Wow. And drawing a picture for me. And it was just way too accurate. So I think that brought closure for my dad in particular. My, like, my granddad never really said like, he's proud of him or anything like that. And that's like the message he was giving, like, I'm so proud of you. Thank you for everything you've done. So yeah, it it just brought that closure that we needed. So I think it is such a beautiful thing to be able to do for someone like, and that medium really helped us. That is so lovely. (laughs) I can't think of anything else that would, you know, it's so fresh too, because it was only a week, right? That's wild. It's what we need it. Yeah, I'm getting the chills as well. (laughs) But that's the best thing about paranormal, like when you have them experiences and they're shared as well. Because, of course, my whole life I had experiences that were just on me and I didn't want to say about them because people wouldn't believe or I was scared about that. But when you actually have people who experience it with you, I think that's what makes it less taboo and more normal. <laughs> totally, totally. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I could talk to you all day because this stuff is so interesting. Do you have any advice for anyone that's maybe they've kind of been feeling things as well? They don't really know how to take that next step into being a ghost hunter? I would say don't be scared of what people are going to think. Even just booking onto your first investigation can lead you down a completely new path, like make new friends, experience new things. You might not even know you have like some sort of gift um, until you go and take that step and get out of your comfort zone. 
for me that's what I did um I put it off for so long and now I really regret it like obviously I wouldn't be where I am today unless life kind of went that way but I think just book book an investigation with a reputable company um if you're in the midlands like come along to haunted heritage like we do so many investigations and like we're, we're a very like tight-knit team we have fun with it like just come along and join like an investigation and see how you feel on it like if you, you you'll never know unless you take that step i think is, is the key thing there's so many good like resources out there as well so many good like tv shows that i love so just keep watching them and then see what happens How good was that? Lauren was so lovely and so patient and so insightful. When she comes to London sometime, I'm really hoping I can hop onto one of her hunts. Sounds bloody terrifying, but I'm here for it. If you want to know more about Lauren or potentially going on a ghost hunt yourself, I've added Lauren and Haunted Heritage's details in the show notes. Now, I've said this in other episodes, but if you'd like me to try and interview someone in particular or perhaps cover a topic, please get in touch. I've also popped my contact info in the show notes. And finally, if you're enjoying the Withmon podcast, don't forget to rate and review this series if you haven't already, whether that's on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. This really helps get the show out there, so much appreciated. That's it from me for today. Thank you so much for hanging out. My name's Monica O'Hanlon. You're listening to the Withmon podcast. I'll see you next week. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart.